Hello everyone, I'm Mark, the chief writer here at Maltopia, and I just wanted to remind you the sleep-wake cycle is but one of a series of interconnected horror podcasts within the wide and weird world of Maltopia. For Easter eggs, crossover events, and additional lore, please check out our other series, The Shepherd of Wolves, Red Mother, Grimland, and The Damnation Machine. And be sure to check out our free content on our Patreon page for additional lore and stories. For even more Maltopia content, consider becoming a patron. Starting for as little as $2 a month, benefits range from additional art, update videos, early episode access, our mini-podcast series, October's Children, both written and full audio pieces, such as The Lost Library, Tales of Maltopia, and The Weird Book. You can also gain access to our found footage show, The Weird Tape Series, and even our Patreon-exclusive, fully-produced audio series, Devil's Clay. So, with all that said, I will leave you to the darkness. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Apparently, I wasn't the only sophisticate in the silentage, as I found the makings for some chocolate milk. At this point, my beverage of choice wasn't just a pleasant surprise. It was a much-needed eccentricity in an otherwise white landscape of solid dullness. I could imagine my new house out in the sticks near the September woods, a special room filled with all my culinary favorites, chocolate and strawberry milk, potted meat, anchovies, ah, if only retirement were a real thing, and not a fantasy I'd fooled myself into believing. Notwithstanding my valiant attempts, two tall glasses of the dark, rich, and creamy stuff, I couldn't keep my mind off work, the dirt Team 27 dug up. This Isaiah guy was starting to loom larger with each passing day, and while he might be dead and gone, whatever his lingering influence turned out to be, this job was shaping up to look as big, if not bigger, than the shit that went down in Marrows. And despite what we told the higher-ups, we didn't exactly pull that off on our own. If Sugar hadn't shown up, we'd likely still be getting skewered in some dark corner of the bulge of endless night. My record was spotless before all this started. Every exo they pointed me at, I took down, one way or the other. But now, all my wins were by assist only, and I'd racked up quite a string of losses. Not that I wasn't grateful for all the help, but, uh... 
Sugar's whole deus ex machina routine was getting under my skin, to say nothing of all the secrets he was hoarding. And then, before I could finish my uh, ruminating, or my last glass of chocolate milk, someone decided to come in and ruin all my peace and quiet, and just when I was uh, beginning to feel the edge come off. Well, shit. You really do drink chocolate milk, don't you? Doesn't anybody sleep in this fucking place? What? You think you're the only one that can't sleep? Besides, I already took me a nap before we got back in. Goddamn clowns. Yeah, I uh, can't say I'm a big fan of the profession either. I tell you what, I've seen some weird shit in my time, but nothing like what we got up to today. Christ, what a shitstorm. Gotta agree with you there. Didn't know I was cruising easy street till I took up with this whole bunch. That's saying something, considering your rep. So I gotta ask, why's the Legion got you tackling Exos? Ain't really their style. I mean, you guys typically take out high-profile targets, not slum it with the super psychos. <laughs> Jesus, you just don't give up, do you? Well, what the hell? At the end of the day, guys like us gotta tell themselves something to make the job go down easier. And me, well, I figure I pay my debts. And between you and Illinois... I've been running up quite a tab. So, you really want to know my deal? Yeah. I'm Silent Legion. You happy now? <laughs> You're not telling me anything I didn't already know. And you didn't answer my question. Oh, come on now. You should know better than that. Ain't nobody tells me nothing. I just get the order and mosey out. But, if and I had to guess... I'd say that their family man probably diced up some bigwig or another, got himself on someone's shit list, someone who had the cash to get me assigned to the job. And as far as that their uh, seller fella's concerned, I pulled his number after I joined Mesmer's party. Said they needed him to, uh, I don't know, something to do with all that dim rigmarole. What about you? They take you off hunting to do this shit? Oh yeah, order came down not too long ago. Me and Romy got taken off our normal gigs to schlep for the Department of Reclamation. Been nothing but Blue Mondays ever since. I hear that. I was supposed to get some time off after my last job, but of course shit never goes down as planned. Where'd they have you before all this? Had me a big job out west. Decent-sized burg that had just been officially reclaimed. I guess we're in long after that that uh, some of them there night birds, or what do you call them, uh, nocturnalists, got themselves up there, started trying to flip the place. You know, trying to make it go dark and all that shit. Well, I got called in to sort it all out. Took a while, but uh, it got done. What about you? Would they have to take you off of? Uh, well, I just finished chasing this asshole, the Peacemaker, all over California. Peacemaker? 
Sounds a bit, um, good-natured to be one of them there killer nutjobs. No, no, no. Peacemaker, as in, cuts his victims into teeny-tiny pieces. I guess no one knew he was an exo until the uh, cops made him for a local dock worker and tried to take him in. Suffice to say, uh, Archangelus PD was looking for new recruits the next day. Huh. What kind of screwed up shit could he do? You know, to be, uh, considered a super nutcase and all. <laughs> he believed he'd made a compact with some kind of desert monster. That's why he was cutting people into red confetti. He was chumming the sand to call it up whenever he wanted to chat. According to what his file said, uh, what little I was allowed to know, his insanity was strong enough to create his delusion, this uh, demonic desert creature. Although he could only do it whenever he fed it, so the fucker carried around this pouch of human chum everywhere he went. In a pinch, he'd chuck that shit in your sand and this gigantic thing would show up. We took turns chasing each other all over the dunes, the beaches. Good thing some delusions don't react well to bullets. Say, where'd you get them pieces anyway? Damn things sound like a bomb going off. Uh, graduation gift. What about yours? Family heirlooms, I guess you could say. Gotcha. So, uh, what you make of all this? The dim and whatnot? Got me. But whatever it is, from the sound of things, gonna get worse before it gets better. Now who's holding out? I know Mesmer's been briefing you two in private. You don't want to tell me that's fine, but spare me the dumb routine. <laughs> All right, consider yourself spared then. Well, I'll tell you what I do know. A consortium of doors ain't nobody I'd be wanting to get into bed with. Is that a fact? Never heard of him before yesterday. Yeah, well, I was tracking a mark and, uh, you know, as usual, I wasn't given a whole lot to go on, but whoever she was, she'd pretty high up on somebody's ladder or another. Because I weren't the only one looking for her. Apparently, she run afoul of the consortium. To get to the bones of the story, I took the mark for anyone else could, which apparently didn't sit well with them there consortium fellas. See, they uh, pulled me in, asked me some tough questions. Asked real hard, too. Anyway, I ended up talking to some... thing. They tried to bust into my mind, but... Uh, my implant kept him out. I wanted to make sure the mark hadn't said nothing to me, that I weren't going to blab what I knew. They put me in some kind of holding facility. Kept me there for about a week. While I was there, I saw some shit, let me tell you. Legion must have negotiated my release because I was freed up eventually. Though I got the feeling I sprung because my side wanted to know what the consortium wanted with a woman. But I really didn't know shit. I ain't exactly in the habit of chatting up my marks, you know what I mean? But while them their uh, consortium boys had me, I can tell you, there's being up to no good. And then there's a consortium of doors up to no good. Hell, I wouldn't be surprised if the Legion pulls me if that their uh, consortium gets involved in this here operation. What about the girl you had? 
the mark. Anything strange about her? <laughs> well, after my scrape with the family man, I learned my lesson about getting up close and personal with the marks. Hit her from about a block away. Whatever she was about, she took it to the grave with her. Apparently, you've never heard of necro-interrogation. Oh, I heard of it all right. But, uh, my family heirlooms there? Well, they don't leave nothing behind to interrogate. That's probably the other reason the Legion sprung me. I'm damn good at making people disappear. Body and soul. I guess that's why you got roped in. Those heaters of yours. See, these, uh, Bolgia are all kinda different from one another. Makes them difficult to pin down in terms of a weakness. But I'm guessing those guns of yours are pretty effective. Right across the board. Could be. Although they didn't work too well on that damn clown. I wouldn't take it too hard. That thing was likely the head honcho of the place. Would have taken an army just to dent it. I don't know, you seem to do pretty well against it. Them hand cannons of yours were the first thing I heard after I came to, and then poof, we were all topside again. No, 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 you got it all wrong. I just forced the Bolgia to give us up. That thing likely could have tanked every shot I had, and my guns don't run dry. Still, I like me a job I can at least understand. I don't get even half the shit comes out of people's mouths around here. And they told me I'd just be guarding the cellar fella, not jumping down stairwells to hell. Not sure shit ain't used to working with a whole mess of folks, neither. Not to mention that uh, this here operation seems held together with nothing but spit and chicken wire. Couldn't agree with you more. Till I got roped into the reclamation business, I was purely a solo act. By the way, when you were cleaning out what I assume were a bunch of nightheaders, you ever run into any uh, big white eel-looking things? <laughs> you seen them too, huh? <laughs> yeah, I must have shot 30 of the damn things if I shot one. Damn nightheads are thick with them. Now see, that's the kind of job I live for. Them night fuckers had no idea I could see them, no matter how much darkness they piled over themselves. <laughs> like shooting fish in a barrel. So then you must know about the, uh, Inoctum, right? Nope. Who or what are they? Uh, well, er... Come on now. You said you paid your debts, right? So spill already. Yeah, yeah, I guess I did it that. But to be honest, I was sort of fishing to see if you knew any more than I did. That's a likely story. Now get on with it. All right, all right. But there really ain't much to tell. Or, well, so anyways, I run this one feller to ground. Some kind of hybrid, I guess you'd call him. Half shadow, half man. Naturally, I'm shaking him down for the details on his boss, my Mark. Well, he about shits out his whole life story right there and then. He's going on and on about some secret city under the earth. The star that shines from below. Shit I don't give no yank about. But then it goes on about some group his boss was a part of. This Inoctum. From how he made out, it's sort of like a secret organization. Full of the darker cabals. 
the ones that ain't connected to the esoterium. Huh. Just makes sense, really. And it definitely jibes with some of the shit I've been running into as of late. Yeah? Like what? Well, just before we ran into you, we were, um, doing a job in Blackledge. Noxites looked like they were working a deal with the freaks running things inside the city. Didn't expect to see that much cross-traffic. But anyway, why is a guy like you so worried about this kind of shit anyway? Didn't figure you for, uh, I don't know, caring about much besides making money and shooting marks. Uh-huh, you got that right. But I've been noticing things lately. Like the wind shifting, right for a storm. Well, better like me likes to know if he should uh, bust out an umbrella. <laughs> Should've liquored you up before. You talk a blue streak when you're shit-faced. <laughs> Come on now. Takes a lot more than a sixer to wet my whistle. Like I said, I pay my debts. And if telling you all this shit makes you happy, well, so be it. Ah, I was hoping I might run into you fellows. The, um, preliminary team from the Consortium of Doors is due to arrive any minute now. I just popped in to get a drink before I had to launch into my spiel about not expecting them so early. Which, of course, I certainly wasn't. Huh. That was awfully damn quick. Any idea why? Well, I suppose they wanted to catch us flat-footed to get a good idea of what the actual conditions here look like, prior to being prettied up before the inspection. Though I'm afraid all they'll find is a wide and white obscurum filled with overworked staff. I know it's probably way too soon to know, but uh, were you guys able to make heads or tails from the readings we got from the Bolger? Actually, we've been making marvelous progress. The readings are matching up with our projections practically across the board. Well, perhaps I shouldn't say marvelous, as the implications of our projections being accurate don't exactly bode well. Dr. Mesmer, sir, we're all ready to walk you out to the front gate. The consortium group just arrived via some kind of hovercraft. They're unloading as we speak. All right, then. You fellows care to join us? Sure. Sounds like it'll be a hoot. Uh, it's all the same to you, Doc. I ain't the meet and greet sort of feller. Besides, I'm starting to feel my drink. Probably wouldn't do to show up with a load on. Yes, you're probably right. Well, why don't you get some rest, and um, we'll see about things in the morning. I suspect the full-scale inspection won't begin till then. Sure thing, Doc. See you tomorrow. All ready whenever you are, Doctor. Very well, then. Let us sally forth. I was pretty used to getting shitty news on the regular by then, but the down low on the consortium, not to mention the whole Inoctum thing, was dragging my already low expectations for things all the lower. And while I was fairly certain Mesmer was a decent enough guy, I couldn't help but question his spine. 
After all, he was an academic, not a leader, meaning he was soft in all the wrong places. If these consortium guys were savvy that sort of thing, they could very well take advantage of the situation. And it didn't make things any better that, uh, out of the entire bunch of us escorting Mesmer to the door, only Illinu looked like he could really wreck some havoc. Duluth, along with the rest of his security detail, were just grunts. Barely any decent hardware among them. Kinda made me miss, uh, good old Gand. Sure, the guy was a prick, but he knew how to handle himself. They're right outside the gate, sir. Just give it a void, and I'll buzz them in. Well, here we go, people. Buzz them in, Mr. Duluth. When the big mechanical doors slid open, the storm was the first inside. Wind and snow roaring past us as we stared into the endless arctic bluster. What stepped through the door sure as hell wasn't what I expected. Great big mecha armored guards. The pilots were completely hidden by weather-beaten peels of gunmetal gray plating. The things were easily the size of Illinul, and to be honest, I wasn't entirely sure they weren't some kind of robot. And the guns they were packing were of no maker model I'd ever seen before. Things were all alien-esque with curving tubes, blinking lights, and wild metallic flourishes. Once a line of them had filed in and stood off to the sides of the entrance, three people entered. Two guys and a girl. They were all dressed in some kind of sci-fi snow gear. Looked more like they were coming in from a spacewalk than from a snowstorm. To his credit, Mesmer didn't shrink beneath the shadow of the uh, mechanized mob that stood opposite him, his hand outstretched to meet the newcomers. Greetings, I'm Dr. Albertus Mesmer, and welcome to the Silentage. One of the three, tall guy with a permanent scowl, looked at Mesmer's hand like it was covered in shit. But the dark scholar just kept it there, waiting. After an uncomfortable few seconds, the shorter of the three newcomers finally shook the doctor's hand and spoke. Thank you, Dr. Mesmer. I am Thomas Devlin. This is Melissa Hornsby, and the tall fellow there is Warner Lick, and it pleases all of us to be received so kindly. Also, I'd like to apologize for the short notice. There was a recent development that forced us to expedite our visit. I do hope you can forgive us. Absolutely. Well, I'm quite sure you're probably tired from your travels, and since it is quite late... I'll have Mr. Duluth, our Chief of Security, show you all to your accommodations. I'm sure you'll find them very comfortable. I'm sure we would, Doctor. But, with your permission, we'd like very much to begin our inspection immediately. As I said, our schedule has been unavoidably advanced. Uh, yes, yes, of course. I'll see that you have access to the entire facility. If you'll all just follow me, I'll make the arrangements for the rest of my staff. 
Of course. It wasn't hard to see where Shane was coming from about these guys. They didn't exactly exude the uh, warm and fuzzies. And when that Warner guy noticed me glance up at him, he grinned at me, all wide and smart-ass. These guys had been inside all of five minutes and already the whole thing felt off. I hated to be so pessimistic, but, uh, well, I'm just too goddamn good at it. The Sleep-Wake Cycle is a Maltopia production. Today's episode was written by Mark Anzalone and performed by Kelly Bear and Mark Anzalone. The episode was edited by Walker Kornfeld, and sound production and editing was performed by Stephen Anzalone. Be sure to check us out at www.maltopia.com and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Maltopia. That's M-A-E-L-T-O-P-I-A. If you want unique art and animations of Maltopia's stories, visit our YouTube page or click on the link in the show notes. If you're a fan and want to help the show grow, be sure to rate and review us on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. And for more exclusive content such as additional lore, stories, and art, be sure to check out our Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash Maltopia. 